Well, well, this is why I asked this question. Could there be multiple gods? Because explain the Trinity. Because when they say that they sent, you know, uh, Jesus is God, but he's God's son, doesn't that kind of seem like there's multiple gods in a way? And I'm not, you know, being facetious. I'm being serious. Right. You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you because you're the expert. Yeah, uh, I've, I've done a couple um, series on this, and we I've actually done entire debates on this. Uh, to put it very, very simply, the word Elohim is a, is a Hebrew word. It means God. And it has many uses depending on the context. It can mean the Almighty. It can mean the Son of God. It can mean the angels. Or it can even mean human rulers, depending on the context. I've only found about a couple places in Scripture that is referring to human rulers. Um, oh, oh, by the way, and it also can refer to the unclean spirits, which are the quote-unquote liturgy gods of other nations. Right? So it just depends on the context. But as far as the Son of God, the, the promised Yeshua that was to come, the promised Messiah, he's referenced by the Almighty, by the Father, as God in Psalm 45, 6, and 7. And this is being repeated in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. That it's that the Almighty refers to his Son as God, not in the sense of saying that you're an Almighty also, but in saying, I have anointed you to be a ruler amongst the people as the Messiah, as the King of kings, Lord of lords, the high priest over the covenant. So when you, was, people ask you who's God's dad or who's, G, I mean, uh, like who created God basically? Cause you know, that's what they ask. It's like, well, how did God, you know, that's what the atheist always says, which is annoying. It's like, well, who created God? You know, how, you know, it's a, right. it's a chicken or egg argument, you know? Sure. So in a way, this kind of is the story of who created God, right? I mean, I mean, isn't well, that no, kind of, that's what makes him God, Alex. It's that no one created him. He is the source of, of, of creation. He's the source well, somebody of Somebody created he's, Jesus. I mean, he, the virgin birth of Mary. God had to create yes, him. I mean, he, he's the, he's the Yahid. He's the one and only begotten of, of Yahuwah. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, there's an interesting passage. Uh, I agree with you, Rabbi. There's an interesting passage in the Apocalypse of Abraham where it's, I think it's in verse or chapter 21 where, um, there's an angel expressing a song that's saying in heaven and he's expressing this to Abraham to learn it. And he actually, it, part of the wording of that song is that the Almighty is the unbegotten one. So mm. he doesn't have a creation or an origin beginning. He's just the, you know, the father that created everything else after him. So, and it, the, the scriptures doesn't literally tell us when the son was created. It just does say that he came forth from the father. Colossians 1.15 says he's the firstborn of all creation. Uh, we see in John 17, 4 and 5 that, you, that Yeshua himself says that he was with the father before the world began. But it just doesn't tell us at what point before everything began that the Son came forth from the Father. But this is the, the debate that I have with the Trinitarians, which is there would be no reason to call him the Son if he if he existed the exact same length as the Father did. If he was never if he never came forth from the Father, then there's no reason to call him the Son. Otherwise he'd be my two dads. See what I'm saying? This is the I argument mean, that Trinitarians pull in. They try to say the Father and the Son are both co-eternal and co-equal in power. And that's not what scripture describes. It describes the Almighty, the Yahweh or Yahweh coming first, and then his son came forth after him. That's why he named him the Son, as opposed to being an equal God with him. Mm -hmm. yep. Does that make sense? Makes yeah. Sense. So, so Norris, do you have an argument to that? Because aren't you the one that's kind of saying that the, you know, I mean, what do you what do you say? And that it is kind of confusing, you know, to be honest. I mean, it is no, like no, 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 no. I, I, I have a problem here, okay. We this is the problem when it comes to religions. Everything gets extremely, extremely, extremely complicated. Even though people think it doesn't and, oh, you just have to understand it and then it's simple, it's not. It is, it's, it's, it's a mess left and right. Somebody claims this one, this, uh, you know, did this, that one, that, you know, it's just a bunch of things, a bunch of stories, a bunch of meanings, a bunch of symbolism that most people never get to understand. And when they do, they, they, when they do, it's okay. because well, somebody else. Let, let Norseman talk, and they're going to let Sean go. I'm like, now it's we got because Sean somebody else explained that like. to them, and somebody else interpreted it for them. But my question here is, like, <clears throat> do not get lost in all these texts. What are your personal, actual experiences that you can claim with with what you call God? Well, I think a lot of people have personal experiences outside of God. all the books. I, I don't even care about books. I just want to know what you, how you experience your communion with God. How does it feel like? What do you perceive? What visions do you have? I don't care about any of the books. So I, it's hard to talk about books because when people have a book, yeah, I know. they find every answer from the book. 
Like, I don't care about books. Let's let's get on to the very personal level. What experiences do you have? Oh, I have some wonderful scriptures, though. All right, go ahead. Well, 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 is it every, okay, well, go ahead, Sean. But North I want to just say this point. Everybody's connection with God is pretty personal. But go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Facts. Sure. Yes, Alex, I agree. Norseman, I hear what you're saying, brother. I've heard that before. And as someone like yourself that may not believe the books, right, it's hard to have a conversation about the books, right, because you don't give them validity. I understand that. So you're asking us, what's our personal experience? Why would we give validity to the books? Well, I'm not saying you're doing this, but it sounds like you're assuming I've never tested the books that I believe in. So let me ask you a quick question. Do you no, believe? I'm not, I'm not assuming. I'm not, I'm okay. That, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Do you believe that we live on a ball in space spinning at ridiculous speeds or do you live, live in a stable environment that is uh, uniquely created for us? The whole thing is, is illusion. The whole thing is projection. So your so projection. No matter, matter doesn't exist, my friends. Okay. So then. If you go, it's just, just, law, it's just the laws that we spiritually got accustomed to. We accepted them for the purpose of being here and having this experience. That's okay. It. So if you if you walk to that bike behind you and you just you just decided to to get on your bike and go as fast as you can and just veered off into a guardrail, that your illusion, your projection body wouldn't feel any pain. There'd be no consequence. It would because it has to because that's what I agreed to in order to be here in this in this projection. This you agreed to be on board. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. How, how did you agree to being born? So all I'm trying to say is... I've because actually, you didn't it, agree to be born, I don't know if that necessarily... But okay, go ahead. Okay, sorry, Sean, you're on a roll. And the logic so, falls really fast. Go ahead. Yeah, Norseman, that's a great question. You're asking, like, what if you don't want to talk about the scriptures because you, you do believe that... You don't believe the scriptures, so therefore you believe everyone can have their own path to God and there are multiple gods... No, but, actually, but, you see, but you see, that's a confusion. I never said that I don't believe the scriptures. But you have to understand, you have to know so much more in order to understand the scriptures and to, in order to know what in the scriptures is a lie and deception and what is actually the truth. You have to have an eye to okay. see the truth and get the truth out of it because sure. the, book, the books are not made 100% uh, truth proof. Okay. That's, is, that's point here. here's, a, here's a great question then. Is uh, killing your neighbor, is that truth in the book or yes or no? Yeah, but I mean, come on, that's the, the the killing our neighbor. Wouldn't you say you could argue that morally we shouldn't kill each other? I mean, we don't necessarily. I don't think we need the Bible to know not to kill. No, one I, don't another, need, but I don't need a book for that. I don't need a book. to. Know I'm just saying you can argue that. So so let's do something more specific, Sean. Just look, to be clear, look, because, I've got it. Because naturally, I'm, naturally, I think look, we can start with the big ones. Here we go. We, well, what I'm saying is I'm hearing a conflicting argument. I'm hearing someone say. We don't need the books, but we can also look to the books and discern what's right and wrong. No, so I'm, how saying, is that? I'm saying if you already are studying the books, you should get, get into the books without the knowledge of books. And then you may discern the truth within the books. Show me the person who ever was born in this life that already had the knowledge that's inside those books without reading it. Everybody does. Yeah, I mean, some not. knowledge. People, yeah. people live their life. People live their life because there, when what, they're the, children, they get they get all these ideas from their parents. You have to understand when you're born, you're just like a you're you're know all these things. These things are within you, but not knowing the way that grown-up people know facts and information and data. But you know these things deeply within you. There's no child that goes out there and kills an animal animal because they know that's not within them. That's not what they yeah, are. Yeah, I'm not sure what children you grew up with, but I grew up with some different no, no, children. Okay. Yeah, some they, kids they, do kill they, cats they and stuff. Exposed, yeah, that, that's a lot no, of They have been that. exposed to their environment, seeing these things are normal. And that's how slowly you lose the connection, and that's how slowly you're no longer innocent, and you're no longer what Jesus in the Bible actually says. That people, only those who return back to be like little children, will gain the access back to the kingdom. And that's what you guys do, do not understand, that these stakes, actual dedication, these stakes, actual, you know, you have to turn within and listen to your heart, not some book that tells you, oh, you can do this because this book said you can. Well, it's interesting. I, I agree with what you're saying, that you need to become like a child to enter the kingdom. Jesus did say that. We actually talk about that on our channel in great, in great depth. Mm -hmm. Because our channel is called Kingdom in Context. So we actually talk about the kingdom of God and how Jesus preached about it with, with great detail. But the Bible that you're referencing, that you're quoting from partially, also says that the heart is exceedingly wicked beyond all things and that we should not trust it. Who said that? The, the scriptures that you just quoted earlier. I, I know, but, but you, you think that's true? 
Jeremiah, yeah. So you're, is your it's, heart it's proven. Yeah, yes, this is why I need discipleship into the ways of the Creator so that I get my heart sanctified and, and discipled in His good behavior and get rid of my bad behavior. 100%. Yeah, this is why it's called the, no, the sin nature. It's called the destructive nature that, that all people are prone and tempted to abide in. And this is, I'm just saying the contradiction here of you're saying we don't need the book yet, you want to quote the book. But then there's only certain parts that you want to quote out of the book. So I just struggle with that type of contradiction. I've heard it from many, many people. I do want to get to your question real quick, though, because you asked a great question. You said, how do we know in our personal life and our personal experiences that what we would believe out of this book has any validity that we would trust it? I'm one of those crazy characters that I actually test the book, just like I do the natural world we live in to see whether it's round or flat. I actually test. I go out and test my reality, my experience to know whether I want to put trust in something or not. So when I read in scripture, like, I don't know, Proverbs 15, one, where it says a gentle answer turns away wrath. And I go and I test that and I see that that works every single time. Well, then I know that there's wisdom that I've learned from that. And I want to keep doing that. Yeah. So Norseman, when I read this book and I see this Messiah character walking around and he tells me if I practice his behavior, then I'm going to develop a, a right behavior like he had. And then as a result of it, he promises to raise me to eternal life at the great resurrection, right? And in the meantime, he promises that he will give me access to the, to the power of God in order to do miraculous things in this life to, to teach others how to step into that right behavior. This is called the gifts of the Spirit. And I challenged those and I tested those 20 years ago when I became a believer. And I went out and I actually would have what's called a, a word of knowledge, and this is where you have information that comes to you that you don't normally supposed to have about somebody else. And then in that moment, you know something about them that they're that you wouldn't supposed to know. Right. And then I would be able to talk to them about that information and kind of blow their mind in a sense, like startle them in a way, but in a good way. So that then I could then share with them the love of the creator and his son and the right behavior that he wants them to step into. So, for example, and I, and I gave some of these stories on my interview with, with the uh, Pine Creek, the atheist. When I was younger, I, w I had an opportunity to be around someone that was, they hated God, they hated the idea of God. And I, it, was a, it was a female. And her and these two other kids, they actually came to this Bible study just for the intention of mocking the Bible study, right? So, but while we're sitting in the Bible study, I look across the room and I see this girl and I see images from her life flashing through my head. So after the Bible study, I decided I'm going to test this because I'm just that crazy. And I'm like, I've heard about this in scripture. And if this is truly happening at this point in my life, I'm going to test it and see if it's real or not. So I pull her aside uh, away from the group a few feet away. And I try to talk to her and I say, hey, do you mind if I talk to you real quick? I, I, God, I feel like God wants to tell you something crazy. And she said she just kind of laughed at me. She's like, sure, whatever. Go ahead. So I said, yeah, when you were five years old, you were molested. And God wants to tell you that he's going to heal you of that pain. He's going to take that away from you. Shut the fudge up. You didn't say that. You knew that she was molested, Sean. I cannot this, believe that. And this girl looked at me, and she went, <laughs> That's, and then she started crying. And then she, as she's crying, she says, how did you know that? How do you know me? And I said, I don't. So then her friends, the two guys that came with her, they saw that she was crying. They thought I was somehow being mean to her. So they run over there. They're like, what are you doing there? And I'm like, no, man, it's cool. And then the girl's like, no, it's, he's okay. He's okay. Can we just leave? And so then she leaves. Two days later, one of those friends comes back and says, hey, what did you say to her? Because she won't hang out with us anymore, and she's now wanting to go to church. So well, I, tested, okay. I tested something that's a supernatural claim in the scriptures from a supernatural God who has an entire book full of his behavior that he asks us to do. And it worked. And I tested it not once, but 22 times when I was 21 years old. Well, let me say this, that because you know the sick people, I can look at any pornography and tell a girl if she's been molested or not. But this is what I have to say to this. Uh, so I don't want to talk about that. Aleister Crowley, his most famous occultic thing that he would do, and you guys are obviously aware of the Aleister Crowley, like the Satanic Bible and this and that. He would supposedly do this thing where this is like would be his trick to prove to, to people that he was a Satanist is that he would be like in New York City or, or L.A. or wherever, and there'd be somebody would be walking on the street, and he would start mimicking that person's walking without somebody knowing. So he would be with somebody, and he would like basically point, and be like, there'd be somebody walking by. And Aleister Crowley should, would start to mimic the person walking. 
And then with Aleister Crowley, this is all supposed. I don't know this is true, but this is what they said. This is why people thought he was like, you know, uh, a cultic or had a connection, even though they said he saw demons or whatever. He used to do this thing where he would start walking like the person and then Aleister Crowley would fall and then supposedly the people would fall. And I'm not saying that this is real, but Sean, wouldn't somebody say they all have some sort of spiritual thing like that? You know, it's hard for your personal experience to necessarily mean that. And like, could, almost could you argue, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, I keep saying that, I'm acting like devil. Could that have been satanic that you knew that she was, you know, molested and all this? I'm just saying that doesn't seem very godly. That seems kind of fudged up. If you, I mean, if I'm just so, what was, what was the message when I went up to her with that with that personal information? Well, you're going to help was, her, but but I mean, the message was you're going to be healed of that pain, and this is why I'm I'm letting her know that that God knows who she is and her deepest pain, and He was going to heal her of that, and she was over time over the next few months. So just like Jesus said, a house divided against itself can't stand. You can't cast out the Satan by the work of Satan, right? So you can't, you, there's no reason to go up to someone and try to encourage them through the supernatural power of God to actually come to God and me being in the power of the devil. Like that makes no sense, right? Like the whole point of it was I was not a devil. I was, I was someone trying to follow Christ. And I was someone that was trying to practice what the Bible said was possible and I tested it, and it actually worked. Not just that time. I've got other stories. We're even weirder than that. Where well, it do you believe? Again and again do you again. believe that? Do you think there's dimensional satanic beings, or I guess the de- de- demons? I don't know. Yeah, I'm those saying, are called yeah. unclean spirits. They're in Enoch seven through fifteen and Jubilees chapter ten. Yeah, they're, well, they're explained. Well, okay, but why does this experience validate your Bible? It does. Yeah, see, the Bible your side about me. that. Yeah, the fact that you knew. I know that's a very unique story, but that's. The Bible's the only the only scripture the only verse of religion that claims that that power is given to mankind to practice and can happen and has been done by many people specifically through faith in, in God through Jesus Christ. Like that's there's no other Bible that gives you that claim. If I'm speaking my truth, a lot of people suppress like uh, molestation and stuff, and you bringing that up probably you could argue caused her a lot of trauma. I mean, I know it brought her close to God, but it's like. Pretty, so you want to know the that's... you want to know the rest of the story? The guy that came back to the apartment two days later and said, "What'd you say to my friend?" Because she doesn't want to hang out with us anymore. Because they were all Satanists, and she's like, "He doesn't want to, She doesn't want to hang out with us anymore, and she wants to go to church now." What'd you say to her? Well, I had to leave. I couldn't stay, but my buddy Mike was there. He and this other girl Haley were there. They ended up started praying for this guy and literally exercised a demon out of him when he came back over. And now suddenly he wants to come to Bible study and learn about God, and he doesn't want to be a Satanist anymore. So well, I, I agree why, that God why, is real. How, I mean, how many consistent uh, principles of practice do we have to do before we start claiming? Okay, well, that's what the Bible claims is possible, and I'm I'm doing it, and, and I'm getting the exact result of the claim. That's literally science. I, I see yeah. a theory, I'm testing a hypothesis, I get the exact result, right? So, like, th- that's my personal experience, and that's just one of few. Uh, that I have in my personal life. So that's why Norseman, that's why I would say me personally, I'm not running on blind faith here. I'm running on actual experience in my life that I can test and prove and have proven to me. Yeah, but it does start with blind faith. It has to, because when you pray, you don't know what you're praying. You can call your name and all you want, but it, in actuality, you're praying to somebody you can't see. Yeah, that well, is true. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, real I'll, quick, I want, I want to say this. Blind faith. It doesn't matter. Okay. But you're, you're kind of being semantic about the word blind. You're, you're using the word blind semantically. I was talking about faith. Uh, the, the term blind faith that's used a lot by Catholic Church is the idea that you believe in something that you can't test or prove. You just have to trust. And I'm trying oh, to say yeah, yeah. that the, the claims of the Bible I've tested and I've proven are real. So this is why I'm, you know, I'll never go back at this point. I'm in love with but my what creator. other tests have you done? I mean, I'm not calling the Bible fake, but because you knew that girl got molested and what, and, I, and we, I, this is what I'm trying to say. This, measuring the shape of the earth or whether the sun, moon, and stars are moving is different than testing the Bible. And like, I get your argument, but some of the moral arguments in the Bible, you could argue that, and I'm not on their side, atheists, I think, are kind of right when they say, I think we'd still have morals without a Bible. Like, we'd eventually oh get there. Gosh. Well, look at the past. I know they say that, and I'm not saying we'd have some perfect society, but dude, they were even more barbaric in the past, and they were more spiritual then. So, I mean, well, what spirit, what's spirit? Yeah, what's spirit, yeah. Now, bro? Yeah, yeah exactly. See, well, you, even you, then, you but you see what I'm like saying? The, but but, but they right use like they that. use religion as a way to kill a lot of people. Right. I mean, which it, religion? It's yeah, it's it's the occult. It's of just been worship. used negatively. So so what? So what I'm saying, you could argue that that is a negative thing because people are getting lost in the wrong one. It's hard to tell the right one. 
you know that is a difficult situation. You you act like it's just some walk in the park, but look at all those dead people that fell for the wrong religion that are burning in hell. I mean, it's not that easy of a choice. Well, I, I really think so. I, I, I want to, you know, lovingly challenge that a little bit because there are people in ancient cultures that have come out of uh, occultic religions to serve the one creator all over the place. Abraham literally is an example of that. His father was the high priest of Babylon. We're talking about the origins Babylon, original Babylon, OG Babylon, killing kids, drinking blood, worshiping demons, like OG Babylon. To Moloch. Ab they would sacrifice yeah. babies to Moloch. Yeah, yeah Abraham was raised in that. And according to Jubilees, when he was 14 years old, he came out of that because he realized it was nonsense and it was not good. And he started worshiping the God of heaven, the, the one true God. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, Alex, do you mind if I, because um, I can't stay very much longer. I got some work oh, yeah. I got to no, finish. I'm about to um, let you go. Go, there's a, go ahead. There's a dude in your chat, Cody Scott Rose. He's claiming that I would never address the book by Ash, uh, Shmel Asher, a Hebrew scholar, a book called The Land of Meat and Honey. And we actually have addressed uh, Professor <laughs> Shmel Asher. Uh, he's someone that actually believes in, in the idea that the Old Testament God was a, a, a horrible, grievous God that demanded sacrifices because Shmel Asher is an actual vegan. And so, therefore, he thinks that the God of the New Testament is different from the God of the Old Testament. Um, and it's, you know very much unbiblically sound. We've actually talked about him in multiple multiple episodes on Kingdom in Context, if this guy's ever interested. And in fact, we, we discuss it specifically in light of the second Exodus, because that's where that theology came from, is from Shumel Asher. Well, to, so, to be the only time I've ever heard of multiple gods, the idea of it, I guess more people have thought of it is when they discuss the Trinity, like maybe God, you know, that argument. I think that's not harmless. Like that wasn't more, you know, that was more like talking about Christianity and like how it's set up. We're not like trying to say there's multiple gods. Like we have, you know, I think we still believe in monotheism. But 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 why are there, why is there such an argument that now all these other doctrines like this, I didn't realize there's a New Testament God, Old Testament God. So there are a lot of different ideas out there of the multiple God theory. Well, no, they, I mean, they claim that they're, they're different behaviors, that the God of the old, this is, it's an occult Gnostic. It comes from the second century yeah. AD. It's Gnostic. It's probably it's some fake BS. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it's real. I'm just but saying, what is their, I'm, I'm just interested in their viewpoint, you know, their perspective yeah. for lack of a better word. Okay. Why, why are you against Gnosticism when you just explain Gnosticism yourself and that's yeah. what you rely on? You know, Gnosticism claims that you were a holy being and that you were downgraded to come to earth and that through your good behavior, you work yourself back up to enlightenment. And that's not what the Bible teaches at all. Okay. So, is that what Buddha is? But, but you rely on, on actual spiritual experiences in order to confirm that what the Bible is saying is true. So that's the same thing. Well, the, the Bible tells us to test all things, specifically according to your faith. So, yeah. so what, what, is, what is so different with, with Gnosticism? Gnostics believe that if they not, cannot confirm something with, with their own experience, it doesn't, it's not real. Okay. Well, for one, because they already believe that they were an enlightened being to start and that they came to earth in order to get back to that sense of enlightenment. There's a big difference in, in origins of theology as far as who creates the pathway for you to get back to that enlightened state. Whereas Gnosticism doesn't claim the creator is giving you a way to get back to a, an enlightened state. You have to do it on your own volition. Whereas the God of the Almighty, the God of creation says that he created you. And he asks you to mimic his, mimic his behavior and practice it. On the, he knows you're going to fail. That's why he gave you a priesthood. And he's going to allow you to practice it so that then you can be resurrected to eternal life, knowing that this life is finite. And so he makes he all of that possible. He, no, it's not, because he makes all of that possible through his son, whom he claimed from the, before the world began. I'm going to send my son to make this possible. He's going to become your high priest to be able to raise you from the dead if you practice my behavior. And it's simply, you're showing me that you want it, basically. And so, therefore, in Revelations 3, 5, Jesus, before the Father and the angels, calls out the names of those he resurrects. That's the whole point of the story. And this is why everyone rails against Jesus so hard. He's the, he's the difference in all the religions. I know a lot of people like to, to use the, the widely debunked video from 10 years ago of the, what's it called, um, where they claim that, you know, ancient Apollo was Jesus and they claim that all the ancient gods were Jesus. But that's even been debunked by his, uh, secular historians. That's not, it's not accurate at all, the history or to the scriptures. Um, what's it called? Zeitgeist. Yeah, the Zeitgeist movie. That's been debunked like literally 10 times over. So the story of this creator having a son to send to become your high priest to make atonement for you so that you can then be resurrected to eternal life. No other religion offers that. No, not on earth. And what's more, specific to the biblical creation. Yeah, you, don't find that, you don't find that suspicious? 
Under no, I, I find it. I find it interesting. No, no other religion offers eternal uh, life, or uh, no, no other religion offers the idea that you can practice the behavior of the Creator, and then His Son will become a high priest for you to give you eternal life and raise you from the dead into eternal life, so that you can live forever in their house, which is the kingdom of God. No other religion on earth tells you that the kingdom, the kingdom of God, not multiple gods, is going to come down through the firmament and land on the ground so that the creator and his son will live amongst mankind. Only the Bible teaches that theory and that story. But, but you know, Sean, you really drop, you know, you have a lot of the knowledge tonight. I really appreciate you. So so tell us, though, what is the biggest debate that you deal with, like, you know, in Gnosticism or, or versus Christianity? Like, you know, what is the, the biggest uh, sticking point that not just the atheists have, but people that believe in the creator, that believe in a different creator than you, I guess. I know that's a hard They don't know the definition of the creator's behavior. They think it's a bad thing because Catholic church tried to make it a bad thing for hundreds of years. And this is what's called dispensation theology. And this is what so many believers struggle with. It's actually the root of the conversation I was just having with Brian about sacrifices. They equate things like sacrifices, which is literally just having a barbecue that you intended to have with the heavenly father. They equate that to being a part of the law that was just for dim Jews Right. So they try to make a strong distinction and separation between the behavior that was given in Psalm 119, one through three. The creator said, I gave all these statutes and these judgments, these ordinances, these commandments, these these ones that I gave to all of Israel to practice. Those are my behaviors. This is what I do in heaven. This is literally how I exist. This is what I do every day. But Catholic Catholic Church came through and muddied the waters over time and said, oh, that was just that was old covenant. That was just for the Jews. So now we're Christians, even though Jesus was a Jew of the tribe of Judah. Uh, well, hey, but they do you say, have to be a Jew to get into heaven? So I've heard that the, the from word, a lot of biblical no, people. No, you, you're grafted into the family of Israel through that's your That's what I'm obedience. saying. Yeah, that you yeah. have to be the family of Israel. Explain that. Okay, so you, that's not true. Well, the family of Israel is literally the name, the moniker given to everyone in faith and belief who believes in the ways of the Creator and tries to practice them. So, so literally, you're a Jew. By, by technicality, <laughs> the angels in heaven are also a part of the family of Israel. So in, in Romans chapter 2, Paul says that people who are a Jew are not just because you're born uh, like a bloodline Jew. It's, it's the way your heart, it's the status of the heart. If your heart is circumcised to the Father and you're trying to do his behavior, then you're falling into this general term of being a, a, a Jew, basically. So with that, I mean, I don't want to get caught in the semantics of, of the word, of the J word, but because yeah, really, um, yeah. I'm sure we've gotten flagged multiple times at this point. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, though, it's very simple. The Catholic Church has tried to confuse all of Christianity with bad theology, with bad history, and also with bad application of the, the most simple precept in the whole Bible, the most simple instruction, which is the Creator asking mankind, please practice my behavior. And if you do, everything will go well for you, and my son will raise you to eternal life at the Great Resurrection. This so, is my question. Is Catholicism trolling us to actually secretly worship Satan? Not that I'm a Catholic. I'm saying, was it actually a troll to make people actually do the opposite of worshiping it, God? So the Roman the Roman Empire per, for hundreds of years persecuted Christians that were many of them were literally from the tribes of, of Judah and Simeon and Asher and some of them were just from other surrounding nations that became believers. But everyone who called themselves a follower of the way in the first, second, and third century were being persecuted to death by the Roman Empire. And then suddenly, like a light switch, the Roman Empire has decided, oh, you know, we should just make this the state religion and we'll make our own priests and they'll control the doctrine. Because they realized the more that they killed Christians, the more Christians popped up. So they're like, all right, we can't beat them. We might as well join them and twist the theology from the inside. This is a tact. This is an age old war. Yeah, they, when the government gets involved, it's screwed up. I mean, it's right. no way. Yeah, I mean, there's no so this and this is why they said the state run religion. This is why Catholicism goes and does great atrocities all throughout history, because they're claiming Jesus, but they're not actually doing the behavior nor teaching the actual words from the scripture. For many people, they weren't even allowed to read the scriptures until after the 1500s. So I, I just people a lot of people aren't aware of the history of the Catholic Church, but yes, in a in a in a modern sense, you're 100 percent right. The Catholic Church has been the biggest troll on believers for like 1800 years. It really feels like that. Hey Brian, yeah. any questions before I let you go? I, I'm going to try to get somebody through. Uh, I just want to say, Kingdom, you should debate uh, Jeffrey Daughtery because that'd be a great debate. You should email them. And, they did it, and Jeffrey uh, we, and them had a falling out. Yeah, they tried it. Oh, uh, man. Tried. Oh, so he did it. He, did, he wasn't down? No, on Rose's should Go to Rose Triple Channel 7. Uh, Rose Triple oh, 7 channel. It. Yeah, but it didn't okay. It didn't last. So let, let Sean explain. Let me not speak for you. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
I'd love to talk to Jeffrey again. I'd love for you, Jeffrey, if you're watching. Uh, no hard feelings. I'm sorry that you couldn't hang out, stick around, and be challenged. Uh, the Norseman oh, here, wow. he disagrees with what I'm saying. He doesn't agree with what I've been saying yeah, tonight. With, but he's, with most of that you're saying, I completely disagree. <clears throat> yeah, he disagrees yeah. completely, but he's being chill. He can hang out and talk and disagree. And I don't agree with the things that he's been saying. Yeah, yeah the, only, the only problem is we're actually not getting anywhere. That's the point. Uh, well, what, what I'm referencing... Agree. No, this okay, hey, let, let, let Norseman go real quick. Sorry, we're not getting anywhere. Now we're getting somewhere. You say that. Go ahead, Norseman. Yeah, it sounds like you have to turn into defending the book, and, and this is exactly what the problem in the world is. Everybody everybody defends their own book. Whoever, you know, uh, belongs to any kind of uh, religion, they have their book, and you will not uh, be able to stray them anywhere to think any other way than the book. And then you're basically not talking to the person, you're talking to the book. So you're basically being, it's, it's almost like, you know, sorry to say that, dude, but like, it sounds like a robot is speaking, just throwing out verses, throwing out numbers, this where you find these, this where you find that. But you don't actually know who wrote the Bible. You have absolutely no clue. It could be no clue. It could be Satan himself that wrote the Bible, pronounced certain people, proclaimed certain people to be his favorite people, you know, put them up there on the pedestal where they are the example for everybody else. And that's why we have this system now where we have one clan that rules the entire world, decides everything about the politics, got themselves into horrific crimes against humanity, got into all these institutions, basically under the, the pretense of victimhood, got into every, almost every country in this world, penetrated, infiltrated every government, and are now dictating the lives of all of us, which is the actual conspiracy against the creative force Who that allows about? you to be powerful. Let, and, then, and then you guys come up here with the Bible and say, well, you know, the heart is wicked. You know, you're not supposed to listen to your heart. You're supposed to listen to the book. And then on the other hand, it's like, you're not powerful. That's the deception of Satan. I mean, that's Wait, just, so wait, I'm just confused. Himself, I'm confused. And then, Who? And then Jesus himself said in the Bible, because I was here, you will be able to do even greater works than myself. Well, I mean, hang on a second, I mean, brother. Why are you? And then he's like some kind of a icon there, untouchable, you know. Uh, are you saying Satan wrote the Bible? Huh? Are you saying Satan wrote the Bible? Could be, yeah. Why not? So why, then why would you be quoting it? Well, I'm quoting it because you're, you know, you're reading the Bible. I mean, you're talking. Yeah, about well, I just want to say this real quick because on Norseman's side, it's like, it's like I got to explain the, the, the heliocentric model to debunk it. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to use. Uh, yeah, just but in respectfully, defense, the Norseman's not explaining anything from the scripture with any accuracy. So. Well, but he doesn't believe the scripture. He thinks the scripture is for cock to bullshit, as they but would say. But Alex, so when, you, when you debunk the helio model, you studied enough to know me confident what you're talking about. Yeah, I get it, but I'm saying he doesn't have to be a Bible expert to have his views. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, so no, of course not. Of course not. I'm just saying if he's going to say Satan wrote the Bible, but then want to quote that Jesus said this and we should be doing this according to his interpretation, how does that? How is that not contradictory? It is well, probably what a little I'm contradictory. Say, what I'm saying is, how are you sure what the source is? You were not there. You don't know how this book came about. I got you. I understand. So just like you when were I read, never there. these things, do right. you know how? Do you know how when I it's about how, deductive reasoning? So if I buy a Ford a Ford car and in that Ford car is a glove box that has a book in it, and if I want to I want to get that glove manual out that that instruction manual out, and I want to say how do I change the spark plugs in this car? Mm -hmm. If I do if I go through the directions and I do it and it works, then I'm going to trust that the creator of that Ford created that manual in the glove box as well. That's how you just deductive reasoning, man. If, yeah, but if I the don't, claim I don't of this know. book. You're comparing like a very, very simple thing. So let me ask you this. If you think that the if you think that the book is a fic a work of fiction that was created by who knows who, why is it the most literally banned book in across the world currently today in fifty-two countries? Why in two thousand years have Christians been persecuted to death? Yes, also by the Catholic Church in countries all across the world and by atheistic agnostic countries. Yeah, why but is at the same the exact time it's the number one book in the world. But real quick though, Sean, at this, as this, as you say that, it's also the number one book in the world with the most copies in circulation. Okay, so. Alex, but how does that how does that matter to why it would be banned? So, so are you well, sure I mean, that Christians are such amazing people that they have no sin on them? They don't do things. That's not wrong. that's they're that's not, not what they're Christians. Not, they're not they're not causing evil in this world at all. That's so not what they, Christians so claim, not, and that's not what the book claims about Christians. I, I don't, what I'm saying is you're throwing a straw man up. That's not what Christian claims, and that's not what the book claims about Christians. 
In fact, it inherently tells you in John chapter 1, verse 8, he who says he's without sin is a liar. It actually tells us that we, we do have problems that we have to overcome, and this is why we want to work on practicing behavior of the Creator to get over those bad behaviors. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I, I appreciate your arguments, brother, but I'm a little confused at your stance. If you're coming from a stance of saying, I shouldn't trust the book, that I should just trust my own heart, well, then where are you getting your wisdom and your information in your life? From my DNA. Everybody has the, the memories in their DNA. How can, I, how can I learn from your DNA? How can, you, how can I learn from my DNA? <laughs> well, no, I think he has a point. Animals, how does a turtle know? Yeah, there is some intuition that we have. Are we just going to ignore the way that people learn information in this conversation? No, but people there's intuition. We have some intuition, natural intuition, Sean. Of course I mean, we do. And the scriptures say that comes directly from the Creator. The same one that says he gave these words to the prophets of mankind so that we could disseminate them and read them. Did you guys know that the book of Enoch actually in chapter 103 prophesies that his book would be translated in multiple language throughout the entire world and that when people start to read it again, it will be towards the end of days? Well, We're so is Hustler Magazine. There's, there's Saudi Arabia. No, not, <laughs> Hustler Magazine I, didn't make that promise 5,000 years ago. Though. I know, but they have that in every language. Okay, Brian, I'm going to let you go because I'm going to bring somebody else on. We have five people in the chat. What do, what do you got to say All before right, you thank, go, Brian? Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank hey you. Brian, it was nice to meet you, bro. Thank you for right, coming nice on, Brian. Okay. Okay, let, let's first, um, first of all, I want to discuss something. I, somebody keeps posting like, oh, so we can all learn from, you know, Norseman's DNA and, you know, blah, blah, blah. These jokes, you know, they're funny jokes because like instead of people thinking what I'm actually saying, it's, it's hard. I, I get it. It's hard to understand. I will explain it right now. What I mean about DNA is simply um, in life, if you want to know the truth, you actually have to uh, go deep into the very unpleasant, uh, very, uh, I would say sometimes even disgusting truths about yourself, okay? Because the whole entire uh, creation consists of two poles and nobody can deny that. And uh, because we see good and, and bad things in the world. However, also that's, uh, you know, a point of perception, you know, for somebody, something that is bad may actually be good or may actually be a, a good opportunity to do something good. So no evil always produces only evil and no good always produces only good. In the polarity, you will start seeing that the more we strive for good, the more evil has to come into existence in order to counterbalance because life always works in harmony. All these circle of life coming back to its zero point and coming back into another circle or cycle of life has to come because of the harmony coming together. So nothing in life can ever be out of harmony. Even right now, as we're seeing in the world things happening, there's a lot of good things happening. And despite of the media bombarding us with all these negative and evil stuff, there's a lot of a lot of changes that are happening within people. So when I say that you can learn from your own DNA, I mean that you sink deep down within you and you start looking for the purpose of yourself. But you have to also be extremely sincere with yourself. You have to actually be able to accept. You have to ask. The way I do, I go into prayer or I used to go into prayer and I would say, all right, show me everything the most disgusting, the most, uh, I don't know, the, the most evil stuff about myself. And because in order for me to find the light or to actually be um, in the light and, and be able to sustain that, I have to first know what I'm being up against. So I do have to understand that enemy within. However, I do not believe there's any enemy without. I don't, I don't think there's anything outside of myself because inside of me, it's everything that ever existed. It's everything that ever was and will be in it's just the whole eternity, the whole infinity is within inside of me. So I'm not looking for any external sources to show me that knowledge. And that's what I mean. Your DNA is your consciousness. Your DNA is the awareness of your actual memory of the entire beginning and the entire life. So I'm not saying you're going to poke a needle and extract your blood and then you're going to study your DNA. Sure, you could do that. But I'm saying in the, in the sense of the spiritual uh, practice, you go down that path that you accept first the very bad stuff about yourself. And that's how you're going to start realizing, getting to the point that we all, we all have that part within us. 
However, in this world, we will just simply say, oh, this is evil, I'm going to walk away from it. That's, that's where you're not going to understand yourself because you will always walk away from the opportunity to know something hidden, something that you don't want to see because it's not pleasant, because it's maybe disgusting to you, and you're just going to walk away and you're going to simply say, oh, that's that person, not me. I would never do that. So that's them. They're evil. They're crappy people. Okay. However, all this, all this stays and, and exists within each one of us. Mm-hmm. And in order to, to be safe from the temptation to use that portion of that evil within you, you do first have to know it. You have to know it firsthand. It doesn't help you that there's a book and the book says, oh, this is how it goes. You actually have to test and you have to actually experience that and you actually have to recognize it within yourself and not to run away from it. That's where most knowledge, that's where most um, most would say, you know, the, the, the tightest bond with life itself and the creation in general comes from. And a lot of people, you know, I see in the chat, oh, he's confused. Maybe you guys are confused. Maybe you need to study these things more and be more sincere with yourselves. Because I'm not the one who goes around doing evil shit, okay? I started my life. I, I lived my life many, many years extremely disciplined. I'm not somebody who runs around and preaches one thing and does something else. That's not me. So what I'm seeing in the world is a lot of these talk about God, a lot about books and all this stuff, but people live a very double-sided life. And I, I, I cannot understand that they are not sincere enough to see that. Because that does not go together. It's not in sync with what they're talking about. I think that's deep. I what, like what's it, the huh? definition of evil, Norseman? If it's all inside of you, you don't need book. You don't need knowledge from but outside the sources. Of evil is something that is that is basically you are doing something against yourself. So when you're causing hurt and pain to others, you are basically doing that to yourself. So you can never be in peace. You can never be blessed. You can never be content with yourself as long as that portion of you is not recognized and you're projecting it out onto other people and other creatures, not only other people. Everything around you. Done, Norse man. I I feel like we're coming to the final good ending to this. So don't leave just yet. Yeah, we're gonna, because I feel like people still run into the books instead of trying to find the truth within themselves. That's the whole problem in this world. Well, hey, Norseman, I, I, branches. We have like everybody claims they know God, but they're always getting these things from some other external source, and that's why we have this problem. Right, and if we pull it from ourselves, then we make ourselves gods, and that's just a line I'm not prepared to cross at this point in my life. But, but here's what I'm saying, bro. You don't trust that you, can, that you are able to manage what it's deposited within you by the God that you actually follow. And we're all just talking here. Yeah, we're just yeah. talking, man. Like, you disagree with me. You said I'm not Norris, ready for I agree. That, I think we are spiritual <laughs> beings. I like what you're saying, Norris, man. I think yes, we are we connected are. to God. We are yes, spiritual we beings are. for sure. We're just using our, our body as like a rental car for our soul. You know, and we're just driving it around for a little bit. You know, I mean, that's just how I, but, but so I'm saying that's there's like something godly in us. I mean, it comes from somebody. So Norseman, I think you're on. I don't think you're like crazy. You're getting, I can't believe you're yeah, getting flustered. We agree, you're, we, we agree Norseman. You're so cool as ice, Norseman. Yeah, man. I just think it's weird that like, don't get upset, brother. I, you've disagreed. You told me I'm not ready for knowledge, but I'm not offended at you. I'm okay. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. You can disagree with me. It's all right. Like we can still love each other as, as, as human beings. No, I think no, this, this is totally nothing personal. I, I never take any of this stuff personal. It has nothing to do with it. I'm just, you know, I'm just following these comments and all the stuff. And it's kind of like, it's, it's weird stuff how people like, you know, all these opinions. Here's, here's you know. what I'm saying to you, brother. They, to, here's what I would suggest that you're going to run into with what you're promoting, your philosophy that you're promoting, okay? Because I've heard you on Jaronism calling a few times, and you, you have, you're very consistent with what you're promoting. And respectfully to you, Norseman, it's not, it's not novel. Just like you say what I'm promoting and what I'm talking about is not new. It's just no. repeating books. All that you're promoting is second century Gnosticism. It's literally almost word for word. So you got this information from someone, and if you didn't, you just decided it on your own. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lovingly say that someone influenced you into this way of thinking, and it, you did not discover Nobody. this kind of concepts on your own. Nobody. Okay. Nobody. <laughs> we're gonna get back to you, Sean. So Rebel, you you left us for so long, you didn't get to talk to Sean much. Well, what I'm sure you got to say something because uh, you've been I on. Know. For a little, little while. Damn, I know. Damn, I was about to go downstairs and start. Your audio's okay. You don't need your headphones. Your audio's okay right now. It's not. It's not. Are you sound? Are you? Do you have them in right now? Uh, they're Bluetooth, but they came out somehow. Uh, um, 
Oh, uh, I was going to say, you know, a lot of this debate, like, isn't even necessary if, like, if you just, if you just, like, ask the person, whoever you're debating with, like, you know, do you actually even want to accept the, uh, the, the free gift of eternal life in this new heaven, new earth kingdom with Yahuwah, right? Like, in that kingdom, it's, it's good, the, the kind of promises, like, made to us. It's it's unimagined. It's any it's anything past our wildest imaginations. Like any of our wildest dreams will probably be possible uh, because we're going to be within the very presence of our Creator, right? So you know, like when Yahushua came onto the scene, right? He said one of the very first things he said was, "Repent, for for the kingdom of heaven is at hand," right? So you kind of have to ask yourself, what what is this kingdom of heaven that he's that he repeats so uh, that he preaches so much about? but he's requiring repentance for right um well it's eternal life uh you know and this like i said just like it's going to be pure bliss um happy like no uh, revelation says no more tears no more pain no no, no more even thunder uh hunger or thirst right like like all kind of eating is going to be for um like pure uh like enjoyment right so so if i ask you alex or or norseman like it, does that even sound like something you would you would want to do because if it's not the whole debate there's no point of debating obviously heaven sounds like a badass idea i mean nobody's going to be like oh heaven sounds lame i mean i mean no i don't think i think most people wanted to that sounds so, awesome right what happens after we die then alex we either go to heaven or hell i mean i but it's an eternity i mean well, I don't know that. I feel like there's a there's a connection. I feel like there's more dimensions to this. Like there has been more layers to this onion and that our soul goes somewhere. I don't know where. It might go on another mythical journey through Narnia. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you that I know anything for a fact, but I do believe so, there's more to this. Like 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 we weren't created before we were here, but somehow we got here. Like I I don't, I don't know. I just think there is something spiritual and and I don't want to use the word special because that's not the right word, but it, there's just more to it than what is what we see with right. our own eyes. But, but somehow you're saying you're you a Norseman and whoever out there is willing to take the risk of this amazing life that we've been given. Like you know, it's the kingdom is something else, right? That's 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 unimaginable. If you look in Corinthians, it says no man has seen nor. Yeah, but any it's man not has just Norseman. But you know, there's what? a billion Muslims that would say everything you said tonight was bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Unless they, unless they unless they unless hey Alex, unless they watch that video about Catholicism inventing Islam by Walter Veith, my man. You yeah, but they might say, it's, they'd say, oh, that's well, bullcrap is what they'd say. Dude, you don't, Alex, you haven't watched it either. You, I haven't. You, you, I'm just saying with devil's advocate what they would say. They, sure. There's a million Muslims. It's not just that's me not and Norseman. And I'm not necessarily dis disagreeing. I'm just saying it's not just Norseman or me that, that doesn't necessarily know uh, wait, everything wait, 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 about. Wait, wait, wait. Well, don't, don't speak for me here. Like, I, I don't like, want to speak for you. This is kind of funny. Here. This is kind of funny, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I see in the chat that people hope that I would, uh, you know, have patience and listen to God so God would reveal stuff. <laughs> like, oh, guys, listen, listen, listen. I don't live life the way that I have anything to fear when I, if I die right this moment. Do you understand that? This is my point. You can talk all you want about all your books and all the, the things and claims that come from your books. I live that life. You understand that? I live that life. I can claim this. I'm not arrogant, but I claim I live that life. I experience the things you talk about. I experience the things of the ethereal world that is above this one here. Can you give I me a concrete that. example of what you're talking about? I don't I, understand what I you're talking about. I can depart from my body. You I can do astral projection? outside my body. I do know what means you... to be blessed. I do know what means to be in bliss. I do know what means to experience eternity. I do know what it means to be when, with and inside light. I'm just trying so to follow. Guys, so you guys here are, are just assuming things, and that's the problem here. No, I'm trying to ask you. I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to follow you. Are you saying that you've, you practiced astral projection? Is that what you're talking about going outside? I don't practice anything. This, is, this comes from my life. This is the, these are the fruits of what, how I live. These are the fruits of my discipline. This, is, this has nothing to do with what you I believe think... in and what book you read. I don't hurt any, I don't look. That's why I don't eat that. I can't tell if it's semantics or just a language barrier. I can't tell what, what's maybe, going on maybe. here. Maybe, maybe. That's what I'm saying, maybe. But no, I don't the, know what you're saying. Rebel asked me, why, you know, why would you risk? What are you talking about? 
Yeah. How do you know that you? That's my question to you, brother. What are you? How do you know that you will go to heaven? Hold on. How do you know you're deserving of heaven? Oh, hold on. Let's let's see if we can agree on some common ground real quick. Would would you agree that um whoever whoever created this world that we're in, which by the way we can all agree by the way uh, that it's uh that it is a flat Earth and within within the enclosed system. Okay. Part of this part of this whole heliocentric model with the Earth being a speck of dust, like hurling through space at unimaginable speeds, that that kind of deception allows for other religions and and uh, uh, ph philosophies to exist. Yeah, because we're literally, you know, if the Earth is literally like this speck of dust going through infinite amount of space, then yes, of course, you can have an infinite amount of ph ph uh, philosophies and, and theologies. Of course, that makes sense. But once you once you once you kind of um, get back to the foundation, like oh, you go, oh shit. Wait, the the sky's blue because there's literally another ocean above us, and NASA tells us that that they found moon, like they found water on the moon. Like they try to tell us that space has has actually has like little water, but that, that is actually the opposite. And you read Genesis one seven, and it says God separated the waters from the waters, and the waters above the firmament. But well, why is that important to you? I don't understand. Why is that so important to you? What? How things? Why they are the way they are? Why? Why can't you not just accept them the way they are? Why, and that's why exactly what I'm doing. I mean, don't. I don't know what you just said. Like, uh, okay, okay, hold on. So in this in this uh, firmament vaulted dome Earth that we live in, this uh, this creation, wouldn't you agree that? Wouldn't you agree like things things like g going to the top of a mountain, like looking at the looking at the breadth of it all, like making you feel so small, going to the ocean, like looking, like if you were on a boat, like if you saw like a shark or whale come out, come out the fucking sea, you'd be like, you'd probably shit your pants. Yeah. Or, or the way a cheetah, the way a cheetah, like, like hunts down this animal, like it's all, it's, it's just, it's pretty cool. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Nature is cool. Yeah. Nature. I know, but what, what does that have to do with, with any, so, so my point, my point is, you got to go, oh, so man didn't create this. Like, men can create some pretty cool things like skyscrapers and, like, cities. And okay. okay, but but we know man didn't create trees. Like, a tree comes from a How seed. How do you know? How do you know that? How do you like, know that? Because no one... There's a way to create a tree. So how no, do you know it was not a no, no one to this day has able to be uh, created a seed. Oh, 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 oh. And, no one and, and have hey. it grow into a tree. You no said one. no one to this day. You live in this society, in this civilization right now. You don't know what people before you were able to create. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, no, no. Maybe that's yeah. what they created. So, so man created man. Man created man. Yeah, maybe they are creating man. Maybe. See, you're going by maybe. If if those if those beings can create things beyond your understanding, they have tapped into the same field as you did when that experience happened to you. So why does that prove that there is not more creators playing a game of a genetic, basically twist up on the, on Earth? If you okay, I mean, okay. If I'm gonna, if I'm really gonna go at your logic there, Norseman, um, even though, even though you know, th th things like Earth being flat, space being fake, and and we're about to wrap this up too. I was gonna say, go ahead. We're I about know. to wrap this up. I, I, I've I, I been am. saying that for thirty minutes, but we really are. Go ahead. I know. So, so scripture backing up a a a, a level stationary plane with a firmament above alone should let you know Bible's true, because there's 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 nearly three hundred verses that. That explain just that, okay? But there uh, are other people who claim the Bible has verses that explain that the Earth is a globe. No, no. Yeah, there are scholars. Yeah, you might might be talking about Isaiah 40, uh, 40.22 where it says it's a circle, and and you you also always want to go back to look at the Hebrew word to what circle is. And there's another there's another uh, word in the Bible that uses the word ball. Uh, so. So well, he's just saying, I think he's just playing devil's advocate because he's saying other people have multiple interpretations of what the Bible says. To well, no, they do. The no, they seriously This kind of goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time is where are we using the definitions from the words in the book to form our ideas and our theology? So, look, I get it. If you don't want to believe the book and if you want to say that you, you have access to this knowledge on your own right without the book, but why try to misuse words from the book and the storyline of the book to prove, to disprove the book. That's so it's, that's not, you can't, that's, you, not, that's not at all what I'm doing. And that's not I, that's at all what I'm saying. I'm well, not, that's the impression that I've received tonight from, from much of our conversation, which is what you just proposed as an antagonistic theory towards rebel, which is this idea that people take words out of context away from their definition from the Bible and create a different theory 
And you're saying, well, what about those people? Well, those people respectfully are, are missing. They need to study the definitions of words better. And they need to look at what the actual book's saying, as opposed to just repeating theories that are misaligned to what the book plainly says and has said this whole time. So Rebel's trying to express what the book has said this whole time. Why would I want to bring into the, to, as an counter argument, people that but don't understand said, the book? Nobody said I dispute the whole book. I never actually think. Well, this, this is what I was asking you earlier, whereas you're saying you don't, that I, I do not you don't like that we're talking about the book, but you're quoting from the book constantly. <laughs> so I'm confused about where you really stand on that. Look, the only way for me to reach any one of you who are into these books is to extract certain things from the books and then debate those. That's the only way. But that's I'm the problem. Just your codes, man. That's so logically and philosophically inconsistent. That doesn't yeah, make any no, sense. It's, not. it's not, just because you, you no, just because I have a different view of that, you think it's inconsistent. All I'm saying I, is I, this I, is I, what this is what own. Gnosticism has always done. They've always taken pieces of scripture and twisted to a different narrative to try to negate the truth uh, of scripture. Uh, it's literally eighteen hundred year old deception. Okay, but how are you so sure that what you're saying is exactly how it is? Because this is documented in history. There's actual writings from the second century where people came and up with the idea of Gnosticism. You have to ask yourself who writes that history. Men. Just, I'm confused. Just like, just like I'm men confused, write, man. Well, man, man, exactly. That's the answer. That's yeah, men, all I'm trying yeah, to say is... Who yeah, writes the history is the winners write the history. But the problem is you can you can test the you can test the words that these men wrote and clearly see that it was uh, divinely inspired because it matches every it matches every part of reality and it matches archaeological evidence and historical evidence and and the prophecies made in it and the and and we're in like revelations now I don't know I mean Alex you're you're kind of weird how you use the Bible to like uh, flat smack people and like tell people we're revelations but like it's not true it's like. What, what I didn't say it? the Bible's not true. I didn't ever say the Bible's not true. I think the Bible's probably the best book there ever was. I'm not. I'm just saying that the Bible was written by man. You can't pick and choose. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I can. Yeah, because I can say there's things in the Bible that I don't vibe with. Yeah, I mean, I can say there's some weird things in right. the Bible. Right. But see, look, the thing weird. with that is, like, w wouldn't you guys agree that whoever created this earth is like unimaginably powerful? Yeah. Like. Yes, like we, I agree. Like, yes. like, the, like the coolest thing we can probably do is like make a baby. But yet again, like that's not that's not our own power. Like, what if it was? What if it was a team of very, very, very advanced scientists? Man, come on. You mean like uh, you mean like aim? <laughs> Um, hey, I'm saying we could be plugged into place. the matrix right now. We could be in a pod right now. You don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that to be true, but you don't know any. We think we know, but at the end of the day, we really don't know until we find out. I Norseman, mean, if you're if you're ourselves. proposing there's multiple gods, do you believe you're created by one of these multiple gods? Could be. How do you believe you came into existence? <laughs> how I came into existence? Yeah. You know. Do you know how you came into existence? I'm asking Absolutely. you, brother. I'm asking you, how do you believe you came into existence? You're the one proposing multiple gods. I came, I came into existence because I was needed to come into existence, not because any other... No, I'm, I'm speaking... I'm, no, I know exactly how his mom and dad met at an IHOP, right. and that's where they... That's where they <laughs> What's with this greasy table IHOP business, man? <laughs> Everybody's talking oh, IHOP it, tonight. It, it, yeah, they were sponsored it, by IHOP. Thank you. Great pancakes. IHop, man. Even better hash browns. Norseman, where did you come from, brother? Who who brought you into reality? Even if you believe it's a simulation created by multiple gods with advanced intelligence. Myself. So now you're one of the multiple gods. This is what you've said repeatedly throughout tonight's broadcast. Yes, I am. So okay, well, at least at least we know where you come from. That's all I was trying to wow. figure out. Where you're coming from. So are you. Wow. No difference between me and you. I don't claim that. I don't claim that of myself. See, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to make. I, so, so that's just. Oh, wait, so wait, so, so wait. So do you recognize divinity in, in every being in this world? Well, how are you defining divinity as righteous behavior or as being of a no. godlike status? No, just just uh, just that it comes from one source. The the same the same. That's not the word. The that's not what the word divinity means, brother. I'm asking you to define your words, please. How yeah. are you using that word? Well, that it comes from the same essence. So if God is if God is so powerful and if God is all right, loving then, creature or or all loving spirit. So then everything comes from that same spirit because there's no separation whatsoever. So Ecclesiastes 9 says Genesis 1 has everything. the same essence in them. Everything, everything that was created was created by the breath of life, the breath of the Almighty. He gave life to all things. So yeah, I mean, 
but I mean, if we're just talking about this again, now you're even using the word source. That's literally in the text from the second century AD for Gnosticism. Like that's literally what they called the source of their knowledge was from the source. Gnosticism. I really don't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Here, the reason why I'm saying these words and I'm and I'm trying to lovingly call you out from what you're what you're not revealing to the people watching is that you're actually preaching Gnosticism, but you're not calling it that. And you keep denying that you're doing that until finally you admit that you're actually promoting Gnosticism, which is multiple gods. You come from your own divinity, and that you're going to go back to divinity according to a certain understanding of knowledge. It's gaining knowledge to get to a state of divine. Where will you go? I want to ask you, where will you go? If you go in heaven, what, what's the heaven going to look like? Tell me. It's, a, it's an actual kingdom, according to the scriptures, that actually comes down through the firmament. It's a, it's a large piece of land where okay. I get to inherit to live forever. It's a land free of violence. It's a land where the, the creator and his son and all, the, all their servants, the angels, live, where I get to live eternally with them in a place that we have a good time. We have a bunch of barbecues. We take a day off once a week. We have a good time. Are you, are you, wait, wait, wait. Are you seriously proposing this, that you're going to be with angels having barbecues? That's, okay. that's what the scriptures say, on, brother. I cannot take you seriously. I know. I can't take you seriously because you're not admitting to be a Gnostic. No, 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 no. Because I'm talking about the esoteric stuff. Very, very, like, really, really sophisticated, really knowledgeable stuff. And you're Don's very like, sophisticated, you have to be with angels doing barbecue. Come on. So now, so now what you're doing is you're doing a, this is a classical debate tactic where you appeal to a non-existent authority as if it's an actual authority that I need to appeal to, and I don't have to do that. You're literally appealing to an idea of science that you, you're literally making up on the spot, calling it knowledge of self, whereas I've, since I got on the phone tonight, have been talking about something that's observable, testable, demonstrable. This is how I tested my faith. Well, you have continue practicing. People don't get to experience this thing just because they read the Bible. Well, I've actually tried to share stories about how I actually tested my faith, but you reject it. So it's, 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 it's your perception. A lot, of, a lot of same things and different things happen to me as well. And I don't dwell in, in the Bible or any other book. So I don't understand where this comes from. It's, it's, it's personal experience. It's personal experience. But hold on, real quick. Like, like what, one logical reasoning to like kind of shut down the multiple creative theory is like, it's like, you know, human, like humans, like male and female, yeah? Like Satan's working to do the whole transgender uh, uh, agenda. You know, that's a different thing. But male and female, humans, yeah? And they, they clearly have dominion over the the creation of animals. You can see that with how big our civilization is compared to the animal kingdom. And you, you step down from that. Mammals, monkeys, uh, lions, kangaroos, whatever. They all, they all have, you can see they have, they have a signature of the creator. Two eyes, nose, mouth ears, uh, you know, some kind of mandible hands, feet, you know, they, they either walk on four or they're, they're bipedal, they walk on two, right? And then uh, you keep going down, fish, you know, a wide diversity of fish, but all very similar, still two eyes, nose, uh, instead of lungs, they got gills, you know, same kind of function of uh, respiration, you know, it's all very similar. And then now you go down to the plant kingdom, a wide variety of plants, but all very same. They use the sun. They 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 uh they they all grow roots in the ground. They all take up the soil. You know they all need uh water, air, and light. Uh, and then watch this. This this is really this is really the kicker for the multiple creator theory. The, despite the wide variety of all creation and really multiple you, multiple creators could have created that though, dude. I don't know how. Hold that on, okay, hold on. Yeah, 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 hold on. This 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 is the conclusion here. Despite the wide variety of all creation, from animals to plants to uh, uh, to fungi to even the dirt itself, which is just teeming with bacteria and worms and insects, right? I mean, down to the DNA. I mean, there's like life on every like macro to micro. There's life on every level, right? Which is why which is why NASA, when they give you uh, fake fake uh, shoots of planets, they can only give you dirt because Satan can't create life, right? So he's like. Like telling you, there's no life out here. So anyway, who told so, you he cannot create life? No, but hey, but no, I want to make this point. I want to make this point. That's the one thing when I got this channel, guys. This is how we know there is a creator, that there is a God, is that they're trying to hide it so much that they're using exactly. NASA, that they're using evolution, yeah. that they're telling us that everything came from nothing and that two rocks right. smashed together. That is all done on purpose. That's how you know. And the fact that they teach it at schools, the fact that they teach it to our children, that it's done yeah. repetitively, because exactly. that's how you indoctrinate somebody. You, you constantly right. do it repetitive, repetitive. Right. So that's why. So when you see all that deception you know they wouldn't be hiding it if it wasn't real, if there wasn't some sort of being that created it. And that's how you know, from the, in my opinion, that's the evidence, is the the way they use all the tactics to hide the creator proves to me that there is a creator that they're trying to hide. So you see, right we've, we've, we've got 2,000 years of evidence of people being killed for believing in a single creator. Yep, yep. 2,000 years of evidence. Where do you have 2,000 years? 
You know, real quick, so let's wrap it up real quick. I just want to say everything works together. Let's all get our, let, let's, let's give our let's give our closing statements. Let's give our closing statements. Okay, Rebel, you're gonna go for the thousand years. Hold on, yeah. I just want to say my last my last statement was despite the wide variety of creation, everything works together. Like you know. We we eat the food that comes off the ground, yeah. Like if it was a if it was a different creator that created us and different creator that created like the food, right? Like, are you telling me it just happened to be a like two creators of almost like equally uh, uh, creative power somehow are agreeing that like their creation is gonna like allow us to like eat, eat the food and like enjoy it and like have it nourish us? Come on, it, it doesn't make sense. Well, One teamwork makes the dream work. They'll yeah, say teamwork makes the dream work. What if it's twelve? What are you talking about? Why? Why are you saying only two? I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. I'm just saying that the the, the words you're saying don't necessarily prove that there couldn't be multiple people that did that. But but I I, I think what you're saying is you know correct. Like you know there was one guy that maybe had one plan. It couldn't. There are too many cooks in the kitchen for something so complicated. I get that. Well, I think that logic. Well, Alex, good. before I leave, I'll I'll drop yeah. the the crazy the craziness more from the book that people don't like, which is. We're, we're debating whether there's a singular God or multiple gods, but scripture literally tells us that in John chapter one, verse two, and also first Colossians, first Colossians um, one, 16 through 18, that everything that was made was made through the son and by him and for him. So the father, and, this is why in John 17, four and five, Yeshua talks about being with the father before creation began, before the world was. So I think it's interesting that the Father and Son, according to the scriptures, existed before day one of Genesis, and together they created all things. So if you want to call that multiple gods, that's up to you. But the Son always turns around and gives praise to his Father and tells us to do the same thing. And the Son calls the Father the ultimate creator of all of all life. So that's just that. the sun in the sky, I'm confused. No, we're talking about the Son of God, man. So you you know, and the cool thing is, um, it's it's kind of a semantic argument because that's why we were trying to define Elohim earlier. And we, we tried to define it like two or three times, right? Even with um, one of the guests that came on after Rebel got off. So that that's the at best the, the biggest semantic argument I run into, Alex, when I do debates with people is they get really tripped up on the word Elohim, the word God. So I think if people took the time to study what that truly means and then try to read Bible with you know, that actual definition, which that's a real word that has a definition, it would really help them a lot. So, Alex, man, I really appreciate you coming on here. Thank you, uh, Sean. That's just Norseman. great. And Norseman, thank you, guys. I just yeah. want to say, you can find Sean at Kingdom in Context. Everybody needs to go watch uh, Sean's channel, Kingdom in Context. And he has uh, new shows that are coming out. So, so I'm sure yeah. if you follow Kingdom in Context, you're going to be able to find Sean.